Today's opening words are from Dr. Cornell West from the 2015 Ware Lecture. It is found in the Widening the Circle of Concern report by the UUA Commission on Institutional Change under the section called Governance. I just want to be personal tonight because I come from a black people for 400 years terrorized, traumatized, stigmatized, but the best of our tradition is what? Generating the love supreme of a John Coltrane, the love ethic of a Martin Luther King Jr., the love sensibility of a Frederick Douglass and an Ida B. Wells Barnett, and in the music of a Stevie Wonder. What is it about these people that in the face of being terrorized, they continually dish the love? That's partly what Charleston is all about. Those folks don't come from the sky. They come out of a tradition fundamentally committed to love in the end, no matter what the situation is. Welcome. I'm Reverend Bob LaValle, and I'm so happy to be here for a very special service with our sibling congregation in Las Cruces. You just heard from the minister at the U Church of Las Cruces, my friend and fellow veteran, Reverend Kalani Casella. Even more than usual, today's service is a team effort. And I want to thank the music directors from both churches, Susan Peck and Catherine Massey, and the directors of religious education from both churches, Mia Noren and Kelly Ingram. And I want to thank our worship leader today, Lee Francis. Our DJ today is Dan Small, and our tech team is Cy Schuster, Christine Robinson, Michaela Rans-Whitmore, and Chris Paul. And thank you for all that you do. If you're visiting us today and you're comfortable with it, you're invited to put your name and where you're viewing from in the chat so that we can greet you. And Lee has a couple of announcements. One, well, Guazzi, good morning, everyone. One of the bedrock principles of Unitarian Universalism is the, con the congregational polity, or the idea that congregants run their churches through the democratic process. We'll practice that today at a special congregational meeting at 2 p.m. this afternoon. We'll vote on buying out our solar panel lease, purchasing the ARC building that abuts the north side of our campus, and very excitingly, agreeing to ordain our beloved former ministerial intern, Jane Davis. All are welcome to attend, but only members in good standing may participate in the votes. The login is the same as these worship services. We hope that you can join us for these important decisions in the life of the congregation. And are you visiting today? Or would you like to personally welcome our guests? Join us today after the service for new to first you, after the credits at the end of the service, stay in this meeting to be placed in a breakout room with other visitors and our Director of Membership and Communications, Lara Magnuson, she'll be there and she will be available to answer your questions about our community.
Hello Church, happy Sunday to everyone. I'm Tamara Cachela and I have an, this an announcement about the auction. Your Unitarian Universalist Church of Las Cruces virtual auction event begins on Tuesday, May 18, 2021 at 6 p.m. and it ends on Tuesday, May 25, 2021 at 6 p.m. Yes, it lasts seven days. New Mexico Estate Auction, a locally owned online auction website, is hosting the auction at no charge. All proceeds go to the UUCLC. To place your bids, go to the nmestates.org. nmestatesales.org. Search for the page UU Church Las Cruces Beautiful Art and Fine Furnishing. The link is in your May edition of the light. Please go to the nmestatesale.org website and register now. That way you will be ready to start bidding on May 18, 2021 at 6 p.m. The auction is open to the community. Please spread the word. All purchases are by credit card only. The winning bidder will be charged automatically at the end of the auction. There will be no cash purchases. The pickup for the auction winner will be Saturday, the May the 29th, time to be determined. Say the dates, May 18, 2021 at 6 p.m. through May 25th, 2021 is 6 p.m. Good luck, everyone, and remember, bid high and bid often. Let's light our chalices. Today, we use the words of Reverend Leslie Takahashi. All that we have ever loved and all that we have ever been stands with us on the brink of all that we aspire to create. A deeper peace, a larger love, a more embracing hope, a deeper joy in this life we share. Come, let us dream together. Good morning. I'm so thrilled today that we are sharing our worship service with the folks from Las Cruces, New Mexico. Welcome, welcome from down south. Our opening song is a medley that uh, Randy Granger will be performing. We're so thrilled to have Randy here with us zooming in live. He's been in our sanctuary many times and I know he's played in Las Cruces too. Welcome to Randy and later we will hear from the hybrid choir from the Las Cruces Church. Let's hand it over to Randy. So good to see you here. I hear the crying of the hungry in the deserts where they're wandering. Hear them crying out for heaven's own benevolence upon them. Hear destructive powers prevailing, I hear fools falsely hailing to the crooked wits of tyrants when they call. I hear them all, I 
Sit and whistle, Dixie, with your money and your power. I can hear the flowers growing in the rubble of the towers. I hear leaders quit their lying. I hear babies quit their crying. I hear soldiers quit their dying, one and all. I hear them all, I hear them all, I hear them all. I hear them all, I hear them all, I hear them all. I hear the tender words from Zion. I hear Noah's waterfall. Hear the gentle lamb of Judah sleeping at the feet of Buddha and the prophets from Elijah to the old Paiuvavaka take their places at the table when they're called. I hear them all, I hear them all, I hear them all. I hear them all, I hear them all, I hear them all. I hear them all, I hear them all, I hear them all. I roamed and rambled and followed my footsteps to the sparkling sands of her diamond deserts. And all around me a voice was sounding that this land belongs to you and me. This land belongs to you and me. This land is your land. This land is my land. From the sacred black hills to the Navajo Nation. From the Trail of Tears to Chaco Canyon. This land belongs to you and me. This land belongs to you and me. And the prophets from Elijah to the old Paiuvavaka take their places at the table when they're called. I hear them all, I hear them all, I hear them all. I hear them all, I hear them all, I hear them all. I hear them all, I hear them all, I hear them all. church. I'm Kelly Ingram, the Director of Religious Education at the Unitarian Universalist Church of Las Cruces. And I'm Mia Norin, the Director of Religious Education at First Unitarian Church of Albuquerque. Kelly and I got to work together to bring you a story today, and we'd like to thank Olive and Nick Tanner for helping us tell this story. This is a story about a girl here in New Mexico, but this story could happen in many places. Where we are from and where we belong are a couple of the stories we tell. And our family stories might be a part of our story. 
your story and your family's story isn't written on your face and it can't be seen by other people. Can you see yourself in our story? Where are you from? They ask. Is your mom from here? Is your dad from there? They ask. I'm from here, from today. Same as everyone else, I say. No, where are you really from, they insist. I ask Abuelo because he knows everything. And like me, he looks like he doesn't belong. Where are you from? Abuelo thinks. His eyes squint like he's looking inside his heart for an answer. You come from the land of cactus, the open free land, he says. You are from the vaquero, brave and strong, who have been here for centuries. From the brown river that cleanses and feeds the land, that gives us grain for our bread, the milk from the cows. You're from the mountains, so high they tickle Senor Cielo's belly. You're from where the bobcat prowls the night and where the road runner hunts for his family. You are also from the warm vapors of the natural hot springs and where the tough but delicate desert willows grow on the edge of desert washes. You are from the sudden spring dust storms and the verga, the rain that doesn't quite touch the ground. You belong to this land where our ancestors built a home for all, even when they were in chains because of the color of their skin. We belong to this place. From the sunshine that lights our path in this world to the rain that washes away our mistakes. But Abuelo, I ask, where am I really from? Abuelo laughs. You want a place? He points to his heart. You are from here, from my love and the love of all those before us. You, you are from all of us. I am. You are from all of us. Let's pause the chat for a few moments during the meditation and prayer. We'll turn it on during the joys and concerns, of course. So let's find a comfortable position and prepare for a brief visualization. 
feel your feet on the floor, feel your legs on whatever you're sitting on, feel where your hands or arms are resting. Maybe take a deep breath. Picture yourself surrounded by soft golden sunlight and imagine that sunlight seeping down into your body as it flows into your body feel it washing away any tension making your body feel lighter Feel the sunlight filling your feet, then the lower half of your legs, washing away the tension, creating space. Then the upper half of your legs start to fill, your hips. Feel the lightness as your torso fills up. When the sunlight gets to your shoulders, feel it spilling over into your arms, into your hands, filling your fingers. Feel the sunlight moving up your neck, your jaw, Filling your head, your brows, your scalp. Pause for a moment. Feel that warmth, that lightness, that softness. And that spirit will sit together in sacred silence for two minutes.
Our church is a welcoming community where we find connection, a spiritual community where we find meaning. Our church is a sharing community where our joys are amplified, a caring community where our sorrows are lessened. We take this moment to reflect on our joys and sorrows and acknowledge the mutual support of our community. Please type in the chat box first your joys and then your sorrows. If you are unable to write in the chat box, please email the church at caring at uuabq.org. And may we remember those who have spoken, those they have named, and those we hold in silence in our hearts. Que te voy a ver 
we share our joys and concerns and we see each other we are companions in our lives through those joys joys like being able to hug again and seeing people's faces joy for all the graduates around albuquerque yesterday and joy for hummingbirds joys for vaccines happening and visits with family and the opportunity to vote early so many joys and concerns and sadnesses carried we lift up john pearson from the el paso church who passed last week concerns for those struggling with ptsd concerns across the world in india and beyond all those suffering especially around the delays in getting vaccines to other countries and concern for the changes no matter how joyful they are the possibility of just going back to being too busy again all these joys and concerns plus those joys and concerns held in our hearts unspoken but no less keenly felt all these we lift up to the great powers of celebration and healing and renewal that are known by many names can we join our hearts in prayer we mourn the passing of len cole and grieve with his daughter laura stewart and his wife linda broussard may light perpetual shine upon len we lift up jerry williams who's recovering from a procedure this week may his healing be comfortable and swift we pray for an end to the cycle of violence in the Middle East and for justice for all those who have been who have been colonized in Palestine across the world and here in New Mexico we pray for this country and its leaders May they be guided by wisdom and truth and compassion. As we prepare for our, our special congregational meeting this afternoon, we pray for the discernment to make wise decisions. May our process be healthy and may our outcomes fruitful. In this time of blossoming, we give thanks for new ways of being, new signs of life, the gift of healing and of laughter. And may we all be held in the heart of love. Peace be with you.
Our reading today is from Widening the Circle of Concern, the report of the UUA Commission on Institutional Change, June 2020. Hospitality and Inclusion. The section reads, our work includes the reality that Unitarian Universalists continue to repel many of the people who would otherwise provide the resources to fuel our continued growth. Though our predominantly white congregations and organizations may see themselves as welcoming without particular practices, they continue to mirror the kinds of harm done to people of color and other marginalized groups in our larger society. On this note, we stress that when we are inhospitable to one group, for example, black people, indigenous people, and people of color, others who experience marginalization notice and our sacred spaces become unwelcoming for them as well. The call to spiritual maturity and growth means listening to marginalized voices and to create brave space where these truths can be held. The circle of faith community grows wider from the margins, not the center. We value the leadership and wisdom of people who are trans and or non-binary, those who are disabled, people of color and indigenous people, and those who are poor, and all who have, been, who have historically been and continue to be in oppressed communities. Good morning. I'm Reverend Kalani Kachela, and I want to thank my colleague, the Reverend Bob Lavalley and Reverend Angela Herrera, who was on sabbatical for inviting me to be a part of the worship service there at First Unitarian Albuquerque. I thank you also for inviting the congregation in Las Cruces to be a part of yet another joint worship service together. I hope that this collaboration and relationship goes on beyond COVID time and that we can continue to collaborate and do ministry together. Well, this morning, I want to visit with you on the topic of brick by brick. What does it take to build a beloved community in COVID time? As we learn from Will Smith, we don't set out by saying, we're gonna build the biggest, baddest, greatest beloved community that's ever been built. You don't start like that. It took Will and his little brother a year and a half to build a wall. They did it brick by brick. And that's how we build beloved community. Well, today I want to talk about the three types of bricks I believe must be on hand when you begin building beloved community. Welcoming, listening, and engaging. In addition to being the minister in Las Cruces, I'm also a military chaplain with the New Mexico Air National Guard. But my first deployment was to New Orleans following Hurricane Katrina, and I was then assigned to the Texas Air National Guard. When I arrived in New Orleans, it took me a few days to locate my unit on the ground. We landed at Naval Air Station Bell Chase, which has a huge airfield about 30 minutes south of the city. 
In the military, things are all about relationships. There is structure, a lot of it, but to get things moving, you need to know people. Even if you only know them for a few minutes, the human connection is essential. Well, no one exactly knew where the Texas Air National Guard was located. So I had to build relationships with everyone I met to track down my unit. After about two or three days bunking with various states, units, someone said the Texas Air Guard is in the Garden District at Children's Hospital. It was actually a joint unit of Air and Army. I quickly found a couple Army chaplain assistants who were located near me who could load up a Humvee and get me to the unit. When I arrived, the commander was so happy to see me. He said, Chaplain, where have you been? We've been waiting for you. I'd never felt so needed by anyone in ministry. I immediately felt like I had found a home away from home. When people show up to a UU congregation for the first time, we owe it to them to make them feel super welcomed and wanted. Our actions ought to convey love, belonging, and need for them to join us. If we convey anything less, we need to ramp it up. Well, what does a great UU welcome look like? I believe it consists of an introduction and telling people why they ought to stick around. Simon Sinek, the management consultant, says, start with why. The why is the binder between the bricks. Find a way to welcome people of color besides asking them where are they from. And don't assume they are new. When I served the congregation in Durham, North Carolina, after three years, people were still asking my wife if she was new. This may sound trite, but we don't all look alike. Get to know visitors of color, but most importantly, let them know something about you and why you chose this faith. That's the first brick. We talk a lot about listening in religious community. We assume we know what it means to listen, but often we are stuck on hearing. Hearing conveys the words landed with me, but often I didn't actually listen. That is, I acknowledge you said something, but I don't necessarily know what those words mean to you, nor why you wanted me to know them. Listening, on the other hand, is about understanding the person behind the words and finding out what the words and message mean to them. How many times have people shown up in your space and after they spoke a few words, you thought you understood them only to discover you were like two ships crossing in the night? Had you taken more time to hear and listen to them, their true need and reason for speaking with you, you may have responded differently. Now, I'm the first to admit that True listening requires a sacrifice on the listener's part. During COVID time, my wife comes into the office while I'm working. And in my mind, sometimes I'm hoping she's just passing through 
like a ship in the night. It's not that I don't want to talk or listen, but I'm deep into something and I know if I break my train of thought, it's gonna be lost forever. My attention span is only a matter of seconds. Sometimes I keep working. Other times I prepare to stop because she wants some time. What I realize in most cases is the time spent listening is much better spent than the time to keep doing what I was doing before she entered the room. Investing in the relationship with my person is more valuable than investing in anything else. The brick by brick model assumes that we have plenty of time to get things accomplished. And beloved community is one of those things that takes time. If we don't take time to listen to one another, what we get is a superficial relationship. Experts say it takes 40 to 60 hours from first meeting a person to form a casual relationship. It takes 80 to 100 hours to go from casual friend to friend. And it takes 200 hours of one-on-one -on -one time to become good or best friends. If that is the case, what are we doing and what are we going to get from meeting a person one time in coffee hour? We're not even scratching the surface. From coffee hour to meeting beyond the church campus requires intention, planning, and execution. You have to do a lot of talking and listening to get that 40 to 60 hours. It's no wonder that people who work together, go to school together, and belong to some type of affinity group become best friends, get married, or form other types of partnerships. After all that time together, they've found their person. Widening the circle of concern, the report of the UUA Commission on Institutional Change, published in 2020, has an excellent chapter titled, hospitality and inclusion. It emphasizes creating new practices for centering the voices of black people, indigenous people, and people of color in UU congregations, also known as BIPOCs. The section reads, our work concludes that Unitarian Universalists continue to repel many of the people who would otherwise provide the resources to fuel our continued growth. Though our predominantly white congregations and organizations may see themselves as welcoming without particular practices, they continue to mirror the kinds of harm done to people of color and other marginalized groups in our larger society. On this note, they continue, we stress that when we are inhospitable to one group, for example, black people, indigenous people, and people of color, others who experience marginalization notice and our sacred spaces become unwelcoming for them as well. Page 58 of the report has a section called, and I quote, stopping harm, restoring relationship, 
responding to microaggressions and oppressions from the Fa's collective, end quote. And I encourage everyone to seek out this report and read that section. This, in my judgment, is the missing brick, which we must find to make a cornerstone. I grew up in Columbus, Georgia, and attended many churches. The church closest to my house was Winton Hill Baptist Church, an African-American church where my paternal grandfather was a deacon. His name was Roscoe Chester, same name as my father. The church's cornerstone is white cement and has engraved the names of the deacon board when it was founded in 1861. That's the year the Civil War began. Black people were already spiritually free. It took a war to get them constitutionally free. Whenever I want a reminder of where I came from, I can go to that church and immediately identify that cornerstone because it stands out from the rest of the brick, which is red. BIPOCs in our congregations already stand out. The question is, how do we make them a cornerstone of our communities? What can we do to engrave their names in our membership books and make them permanent bricks in the buildings? The report doesn't stop there. It emphasizes people who are trans and or non-binary, those who are disabled, and those who are poor, and all who have historically been and continue to be in oppressed communities. We must listen to all of these voices respectfully, let them resonate, then respond accordingly. That's how we you use all get free. That's the second brick. The third brick of beloved community is engagement. This is the long haul brick by brick process. I think of my great friend, Anthony from Dallas, who many people here met during my installation. We met around 1993 when he moved from Michigan to Texas at a party another close friend of ours had hosted. We hit it off immediately and became like family over the course of a couple of years. That included working out together. At one point, we'd meet at 4.30 in the morning, going to each other's churches, meeting each other's family, being in a book club together, boating and fishing, and a lot of one-on-one -on -one time. My sense is that engagement in religious communities demands a similar type of connecting if we are to experience true, loving, and compassionate relationships. One reason that I'm here today is that I formed such relationships with Reverend Herrera and Reverend Lavalley. Now, I could just be imagining we have good relationships, but I've been to the Herrera's home a couple of times and Bob and I have spent one-on-one -on -one time together even before he was the assistant minister here in Albuquerque. We've spent time talking about our families to include growing up with our parents. And the last time we were at Angela and Carlos' home, that is Tamara and I, we exchanged stories about our fathers and how 
our relationships with our fathers impacted us as ministers. And on my radio program, Take On Faith in Las Cruces, both my wife and Carlos have been my guest. The level of engagement that I've had with them is remarkable. So I always feel right at home whenever we are together. But here's the paradox. Religious community is a both and situation. It can take time and it can happen quickly. When I heard this story by Will Smith of building a wall, it immediately resonated with me. He and his brother didn't know how to build a wall his father had instructed them to build. So they figured it out, one brick at a time. The brick by brick method is the cornerstone of masonry. Each person is a brick, but bricks alone make not a building. You must have the mortar. Mortar is made of cement, lime, and sand. Then you just mix in the water. If we translate cement, lime, and sand into welcoming, listening, and engaging, all we then need is you. You, my friends, are the key ingredient to building beloved community. I encourage you to get busy mixing. Widening the circle of concern says, once equitable practices are introduced, people feel welcome quickly. Engagement with more diverse Unitarian Universalism does not need to mean marginalization for those who are older, white identified, and economically secure. It does mean the willingness to question assumptions, learning a more inclusive version of history, and adopt new practices. The call to spiritual maturity and growth means welcoming, listening, and engaging all people who come through our doors. In doing so, we create brave space where all truths can be held. The circle of faith grows wider from the margins, not the center. This, my friends, is a life-saving faith. I love it, and I imagine you do too. Let us all recommit ourselves to building this faith brick by brick. Amen, Ashe, and let it be so. Through the months of March, April, and May, our Change for the Future recipient is the American Civil Liberties Union of New Mexico. The ACLU of New Mexico protects and advances justice, liberty, and equity as guaranteed by the constitutions of New Mexico and the United States. It is especially focused on groups that have been historically disenfranchised. You can make an offering online by clicking on the link that we'll put in the chat box. And if you prefer not to give online, you can simply mail a check to the church and include change for the future on the memo line. Good morning, Dr. Massey, Director of Music at the UU Church of Las Cruces, New Mexico. And
be with you uh, here with the what we're calling the hybrid choir choir members who feel comfortable uh, singing together masked on Sunday morning just a couple of times this month and uh, we are singing Sawabona which is a traditional Zulu greeting it means I see you traditional answer is Sikona I am here the concept Ubuntu uh, means because we are. And so we invite you to sing with us in the Zoom. What is generously given is received with gratitude. Thank you on behalf of First Unitarian Church of Albuquerque, and thank you on behalf of the American Civil Liberties Union of New Mexico and the excellent work that they do. Today's, today's uh, we're approaching the end of the service, and uh, if you want to stay and join in a, a breakout room, sort of a virtual coffee hour. We invite you to stay. It'd be really fun if folks from Las Cruces stayed as well, and we could get to know each other across the churches. 
Um, it's nice to be to feel part of a larger community of UUs within the state. As we often do, we suggesting a discussion question, and our discussion question for today is, where where did you hear yourself in today's sermon? Where did you hear yourself in today's sermon? And I'll type that in. I'm typing that into the chat right now. Where did you hear yourself mentioned in those in those practices? Let's uh, let's take a moment to extinguish our chalices here and at home. May we all take our places at the table when we are called. Go in peace, gentle people, and practice radical love. <laughs>